You're listening to Real Paranormal Talk with Jeff Trelowitz, part of CKCC Radio. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Podbean. And now your host, Jeff Trelowitz. And welcome to episode 20 of Real Paranormal Talk here on CKCC Radio. My name is Jeff, and we are, of course, the home of all things spooky here on CKCC Radio. Now, we've talked about a lot of different things over the previous 19 episodes, but here's something that we really haven't talked about. I know the one word that we're going to talk about has popped up a few times, but this is the first time we're going to go in-depth, and we're going to talk about witches. Now, I know the vast majority of people, whenever they hear the word witch, the first thing that usually pops into their head is the Salem Witch Trials. And of course, we will get into that eventually. But there's something else I want to talk about. There is a famous case of a witchcraft and a haunting that has actually resulted in the death of one man. Because whenever you hear about spirits, you don't really hear about them actually killing anyone. But today, I want to talk about one of such case. It is one of my favorite stories in Paranormal, and I don't think enough people have actually heard of it. So today, we're going to talk about the Bell Witch. Now, you may be asking, what is the Bell Witch? And I'm glad that you asked. So there's quite a few different stories that are connected to this. But we're going to start in the late summer of 1817, when John Bell located his family from North Carolina to Robertson County, Tennessee. He was a preacher who is now going to lead the Red River Baptist Church. He became a deacon. Now, there's a lot of different stories about what actually started the hauntings. And from what I understand, one of John Bell's son and his friends were playing in the field. Now, where they moved was quite the large, was a 320-acre farm. So the son and the friend were playing. Now, unfortunately, apparently, they found that this was, you know, as the old story goes, a uh, burial ground. And the two boys found a skull. Now, it freaked them out, but not enough that they didn't actually pick the skull up and run towards the house with it. Now, the rumor is that when they got to the front porch one of the skull's teeth fell out and went underneath the building through the uh, porch. And many believe that's what actually started the haunting. Uh, it started with strange knocks on the wall, and it just kept growing. They would check the door, there would be nobody there. The knocks would get louder. The knocks would get louder, nobody there. They started to panic a bit. Then they started seeing strange animals. Not necessarily the animals that you would think you would find on a farm. And the knocking would continue and continue. It sounded like there were rats gnawing at bedposts. They would hear chains through the house. Stones being dragged on the floor. And then they started hearing even creepier sounds. Imagine sitting in your house and then hearing gulping and choking sounds. How freaked out would you be at this point? Because I can only imagine. Because I remember a couple, it was probably about a year ago, 
I was sitting downstairs and I heard what sounded like scratching sounds outside the house. I panicked. Now, it didn't help that I was also watching a paranormal show, and I actually ran outside with a flashlight to see if I could see any creature trying to get into the house. And I don't know if it's even worse or better that I did not see anything, but I kept hearing these sounds, and I even recorded them. They didn't come out too loud, but I could hear them with my ear. So it was kind of creepy. So I can only imagine all these different sounds happening over the course of a couple weeks. The family started to get terrified, but they didn't want to say anything because, again, the the father was a deacon and they didn't want to cause a panic. So they kept everything to themselves. Now, this went on for over a year before they finally decided, okay, we need to tell somebody. And they told their neighbors, Mr. and Mrs. Johnson, and they invited them to spend the night just so that they could confirm what the family was going through. And the fam- the, the Johnsons decided to stay more than once, one night, just to get everything. And they confirmed everything as well. They decided that they more people needed to be told so that they can form a committee to try to come up with a solution for this because nobody could figure out what was going on. And... It was about this point that the Bell Witch had gained enough strength to actually have a voice now. When asked who or what it was, it gave different identities. It once stated that it was a witch from a neighbor woman named Kate Batts. This is the name that most people actually do associate with the Bell Witch because that was the first name given to them. It seemed that Kate had two reasons for visiting the Bell home. The main reason, and the creepiest of them all, was she became obsessed with killing John Bell. For whatever reason, nobody knows, because Kate never gave a reason why. And she also was not... She wanted to make sure that John's youngest daughter, Betsy, did not marry a member of the community named Joshua Gardner. Again, never explained what she had an issue with, with Mr. Gardner, but she did not want the Bell daughter to marry him. Over the next three years, whatever spirit was, tormented the family for almost on a daily basis. John and his daughter were the ones who received the worst of the physical abuse. Betsy had her hair pulled, she was pinched, scratched, stuck with pins, and even beaten. When John began began suffering from spells of swelling of the throat and often had the feeling of a stick being stuck sideways in his throat... And that just, ah, oh, I can't even imagine. Like, the throat to me is such a tough area to deal with. You get even the slightest sore throat and you're uncomfortable. Imagine a stick in your mouth but sideways. And that wasn't even the worst of it. There were twitching and jerking of the facial muscles. Kate would, be bla- would blast him with curses and hideous threats during these spells. She became stronger and stronger, which made John weaker and weaker. The spirit was becoming well-known and was actually drawing large crowds of people. She seemed to be very intelligent in many ways. She would quote the Bible. She knew people's past and future. Somehow she could even be in, she had been reported in multiple places at the same time. Sadly, she finally accomplished what she was out to do. On December 20th, 1820, John Bell died. This was about three, two and a half years after this all started. 
it was believed that uh, he was actually poisoned and Kate took full credit. This is what she wanted to do. And then she also prevented Betsy. She called off her engagement to Joshua Gardner as well. And it was at that point that Kate kind of disappeared. Now, there is a cave that's not too far from the home. And it became known as the Bell Witch Cave. There's no reason to believe that she had anything to, to do with the cave. But it's always been connected to her. And it's one of those caves that, again... They always say that if you take a rock from this cave, you're going to be cursed. And there's even a museum dedicated to the Bell Witch. And quite often, they'll actually get mail sent to them of rocks. With notes saying, my kid took this and then became very ill. Please take the rock back. Our family doesn't want it anymore. I mean, that's... That's just mind-boggling that something like that could happen. And, you know, again, I, I love this story because of how phenomenal it is. Again, I don't want to say I 100% believe in this. I'm also not going to tell you that I don't. Because I personally would not take a rock from there. Hearing the stories that I've heard from the Bell Witch Cave, uh, that cave has had a lot of sounds there are a lot of noises there are voices that can be heard in the cave when there's nobody there so yeah the, the bell witch is one of the most phenomenal american ghost stories i recommend if you get a chance looking more into it it's to the like it's so big that even the ghost adventures crew was the first and I believe only uh, television show to actually record inside the cave as well as in the house of one of the Bell children. Again, it, it's a really uh, tense episode. It is actually episode number 117. It is during season number 10. So it says, Zach, Aaron, Bill, and Jay travel to the Bell Witch Cave in a secluded area near Cross Plains, Tennessee, where they will investigate the notorious legend of the Bell Witch that has plagued the Bell family and other families on the nearby farmland in 1817. This is the first time in paranormal TV that this case has been documented. It is such a good episode. It is gripping. Uh, it is creepy. So, if you have not checked out this episode, I would highly recommend it. So, check out the Ghost Adventures episode with the Bell Witch. Now, what makes this story even more impressive is the number of books that came out during the time. So, again, we're talking early 18 to mid-1800s, where there wasn't a lot about the paranormal out there. But there are some first-hand accounts that were written by family members and other members of the community detailing some of the things that happened. And to give you an idea of just how intense this story is, it traveled. The, the, the stories traveled to the point where a famous man who would later be go on to become president actually came to visit because of the stories that he heard. And his name was Andrew Jackson. Now, this is an exact quote from Andrew Jackson. And this, again, is gives you the idea of just what he experienced. And I quote, 
I'd rather face the entire British army than to spend another night with the Bell Witch. This was after he and some troops had spent a night at the Bell's farm. If you would rather face the horrors of war than deal with the paranormal, you know that whatever he experienced during that time had to have been incredible. So again, when you look at it from that angle, it's absolutely a huge you know, story and kind of creepy and really makes me actually want to go there just to see what it's all about. But again, not take a rock because I'm not crazy. Now, had you ever heard of the Bell Witch before this? If you had, let me know. Feel free to send me an email at trailpodcasts at AOL.com. I know I'd love to get some feedback on this episode. I do want to thank you for listening to episode number 20 of Real Paranormal Talk. Hard to believe we've almost hit a year of paranormal talk. That's awesome. I hope you've enjoyed what you've heard so far. Don't forget to check out all the great podcasts here on the CKCC radio, including the number one show, The Nerd Table. They just dropped an episode earlier today, a great interview with a musician building his own drum kit. So check that out. There's also uh, the Wrestle Talk podcast for those fans of professional wrestling. Uh, there is my other podcast, which is uh, Ranking Tracks. Next week, because I alternate shows, next week I will be reviewing Meatloaf's A Bat Out of Hell. So that should be a fun episode as well. What else can you listen to? Well, there's a new episode of J Bunny's Music Hub. There is the Race Nerd Podcast. There is the Bored to Death Binge Cast. The first Monday of every month is Motivational Moves with Adrian Cotton. And he's a uh, travel agent, so there will be some deals coming up. Check that out as well. There is the Stupid Sexy Podcast, where Chris and Dan review every episode of The Simpsons. So there is a podcast for everybody to listen to. Again, I want to thank you for tuning in to episode number 20 of Real Paranormal Talk. It's almost spooky season. So yeah, I'll I'll be doing some pretty epic episodes during October. Check that out. And again, thank you for listening. My name is Jeff, and have a good one, everybody. 